Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Things in the world are quickly moving toward the ultimate fulfillment of the genocide described in Revelation. There's an urgency for people to know Jesus before it's too late. Today, Pastor J.D. will encourage you to recognize the demise happening and get busy sharing the gospel before the rapture happens. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 7th, 2021. Welcome to our weekly Bible Prophecy Update. We're so glad that you're joining with us. Today I'm going to talk about the prophetic significance of what's known as the Ten Stages of Genocide. (laughs) And here's why. These Ten Stages of Genocide eerily describe with chilling accuracy what's now happening in the world today. After seeking the Lord this last week, I sensed that He would have me to devote the entirety of today's update to this subject matter for several reasons. First, the final stages of the final global genocide described in the book of Revelation, as we'll see here shortly, are not only in place now, they're moving very fast towards their ultimate fulfillment. The second reason is that, particularly here in America, the masses are still enveloped and engulfed in and distracted by what they see as an election deception, so much so that they cannot see the real deception. And that sort of ties into the fourth reason, which has to do with this false hope that many have of returning to a semblance of normalcy, even if it is a new normal, as we're told. You'll forgive me for the bluntness with which I say this, but thinking that way could be akin to the Jews being led to the slaughter under the banner of hoping for a new normal. The fifth reason is, 
I'm trusting that the Lord will use this update to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus as quickly as possible before it's too late. Jesus is our only hope. He's our only hope. We're fast running out of time, and the clarion call is for people to have their eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive the gift of eternal life in Christ today. Today's the day of salvation. I'll liken it to the Titanic. It's going down, and I think we would do well to stop rearranging the deck furniture, as it were. There's no time for that. There's no point in that. It's just a matter of time. What's already happening now is yet another indicator that the rapture can happen at any time now. Actually, our verse-by-verse study today, titled, Are We There Yet?, which we will live stream at 11.15 a.m. Hawaii time, is, as the Lord would have it yet again, exactly about this very thing. I'm going to be talking about this sense that many Christians have today concerning how close we are to the rapture of the church. There's just this anticipation, a childlike anticipation, if you please, like a little child in the back seat. Are we there yet? (laughs) Are we there yet? Not yet. We're getting close. I want to talk specifically about how it is and even what it is that we as Christians can do as we long for, watch for, wait for, and are, more importantly, ready for our departure in the rapture. Now, before we jump into today's update, I need to, for the benefit of our online church, address the live stream on our jdfrog.org website and the technical issues that we had last week. While we know that many are frustrated with us, and even some angry at us, we would kindly ask that you instead please, please, please pray for us. you got to know that the enemy does not want these updates getting out. And as such, the spiritual warfare is off the charts in its intensity. You can't even believe it. Well, maybe you can. (laughs) We do have an amazing team. I'm very grateful for them. And they're working tirelessly and diligently to get the site to a place where all of the features are available and simple to access. We're asking for prayer specifically 
concerning our efforts to provide closed captioning. We know that's a biggie, a lot of hearing impaired. Uh, Also the downloading and sharing of the videos, TV broadcasting. We have a number of people that have home uh, churches, home groups, home fellowships. And uh, so we're, we're working towards that. We covet your prayers for that. Also the archive teachings, we're in the process of getting everything to the site, including even transcripts uh, of the updates and the teachings as well. So please, we would just ask that you pray for us in that regard. This as we continue live streaming, only the introduction to and explanation of the prophecy updates on YouTube and also on Facebook. So we'll begin live streaming the update, and then we're going to end the live stream here on YouTube and Facebook, and then it's our hope that our subscribers, especially new subscribers, which we have many, will continue watching this live at jdfarag.org. Actually, we'd encourage you to make jdfarag.org the go-to from the start for the complete and uninterrupted and uncensored uh, prophecy update. Lord willing, we intend to remain on YouTube and other social media platforms for as long as we can to reach as many as we can. We do see the handwriting on the wall, so to speak, and it's just a matter of time. Now it's the updates that get censored, but soon, uh, if the Lord should tarry, hope He doesn't, but uh, even Bible teachings will at some point be uh, censored as well. So, all right, if you'll kindly allow me to, we're going to begin, as we always do, with the Word of God. And we do so in order to establish a firm foundation as the basis upon which to understand. And as always, I would encourage you to search and examine the Scriptures for yourself and see if what I am saying is true or not. This is Acts 17.11, where we're told that the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. And here's why. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the Scriptures every day, daily, to see if what Paul said was true. And that's what I want you to do. Let's start with Revelation chapter 6, beginning in verse 4. Another horse fiery red, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. Verses 5 and 6. When the Lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Then I heard what sounded 
like a voice among the four living creatures saying, two pounds of wheat for a day's wages and six pounds of barley for a day's wages and do not damage the oil and the wine. Verses 7 and 8. When the Lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. Revelation 8, verses 8 through 11. Then the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood and a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Then the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers, and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood a third of the waters became wormwood, and many men died from the water because it was made bitter. Revelation chapter 9, beginning in verse 15. And the four angels who had been kept ready for this very hour, and day, and month, and year, (laughs) were released to kill a third of mankind. Then in verse 18 we're told that a third of mankind was killed by the three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur that came out of their mouths. Revelation 20, how you doing so so far? (laughs) You okay? Hang in there. This ends well by the way, just so you know. (laughs) Revelation 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus, and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. That's the millennial reign, the kingdom age. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all the nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with 
white robes with palm branches in their hands. Who are they? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Verses 13 and 14, we have the answer. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Last one, Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22. Jesus is speaking, and He says, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Now, the reason I wanted to start with these specific scriptures is because they all collectively describe a global genocide. While we're not told the number of people killing one another in Revelation 6-4, it does seem that the great sword would be an indication of a great number. Then, when the third seal is opened in verses 5 and 6, we can surmise that there will be additional deaths by virtue of this great famine in the face of it taking an entire day's wages just to buy the ingredients to make bread. That's called hyperinflation. Add to these deaths the opening of the fourth seal in verses 7 and 8, where we're told that an additional one-fourth of what's left of the world's population will be killed by sword, famine, and plague, plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. So let's just say for purpose of discussion that the population of the world today is well nigh eight billion with a B, right? Uh, isn't one-fourth, just again for purpose of discussion, one-fourth of eight billion, two billion? Am I right? Why are you looking at me like that? My math is right, right? Two billion. That's one-fourth. That presupposes, of course, a population remaining at this time when this fourth seal is open. Two billion people. Two billion people. Yesterday, I happened upon a quote from American futurist and author Barbara Marks Hubbard, who was the co-founder and president of the Foundation for Conscious Evolution. Hubbard theorized that humanity was on the threshold of a quantum leap. 
this is New Age, Great Reset by the way, if newly emergent scientific, social, and spiritual capacities were integrated to address global crises. Here is what she stated, and I quote, One-fourth of humanity must be eliminated from the social body. We are in charge of God's selection process for planet Earth. He selects, we destroy. We are the riders of the pale horse, death. <laughs> wow, I just have no words. And for me that's a miracle, to have no words, to be speechless. I have to insert some levity or else I'll start <laughs> weeping. In addition to one-fourth of the population being wiped out, Revelation 8 verses 8 through 11 tell us that many people, again we don't know how many, are going to die from the destroyed ships and what appears to be the poisoned waters. Then you get to Revelation 9 verses 15 through 18, where we're told that an additional one-third of what's even left of the world's population at that time, one-third is killed. Jacques Cousteau, filmmaker, explorer, and underwater world researcher stated, and again I quote, in order to save the planet, it would be necessary to kill 350,000 people per day. Our society is turning toward more and more needless consumption. It is a vicious circle that I compare to cancer. Should we eliminate suffering, diseases, the idea is beautiful, but perhaps not a benefit for the long term. We should not allow our dread of diseases, diseases, to endanger the future of our species. Speak for yourself. I was created in the image of God. In order to stabilize world population, still quoting, we need to eliminate 350,000 people a day. <laughs> it is a horrible thing to say, but it's just as bad not to say it. The United Nations goal is to reduce population selectively by encouraging, listen to this, abortion, forced sterilization, and control of human reproduction, and regards two-thirds, interesting, of the human population as excess baggage, with 350,000 people to be eliminated per day. Population growth is the primary source of environmental damage. Jesus is returning. 
This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible prophecy updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.